1: Hey folks, welcome to a special edition of Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, let's talk about tears. Let's talk about crying. Let's talk about a Owen. Oh was it ten and one? Owen oh nine and one? I can't even remember. Team taking the field like it had won the Super Bowl, but but beyond that, the fans in the stadium acting like they won the Super Bowl. The fans on social media. Uh, getting getting texts and thank yous and congratulations from their extended friends and family around the country because of this game. Let's talk about uh, tears I saw in Indianapolis. You probably saw some too when Michigan won the Big Ten for the first time since 2004. Get, uh, earned earned a right to go play Georgia in the college football playoff semifinals. I mean, we can talk about Michigan State if you want. Uh, no disrespect to the green and white, but uh, my goodness, Carlos, the the emotion that we saw this weekend. Is is really kind of something, and I know it's for different reasons. But uh, there was a lot of joy going around. There was some emotion, obviously, in Indianapolis with the score of uh, Michigan's victory over Iowa. They won what forty two to three, I think. And forty two, of course, was the number of of Tate Meyer, who was uh, who was uh, gunned down in, in Oxford High School in, in that tragic tragic shooting last week. Um, I know several Michigan players, including the coach Jim Harbaugh talked about the the sort of mystery of that and the the significance of that i mean be that uh, I, I don't know what you think about that sort of thing but uh it was it, it sure was important to a lot of people but in any case Carlson I'm, I'm i'm just i want to get your take on what happened with these two games and and the emotion that we saw kind of running through southeastern michigan are we out of time or did you did you t- chew it all up with that intro do we no, Do no, That was about a little over okay. a minute.
0: That was a little over a minute. I gotta stop watching. All right, Tad Tad's giving me the like cutoff sign, like we're done. we got to wrap it up. So we'd like to thank Anjanette okay. Delgado, our executive producer. No, um, no, no, so so you know, the tears I think that you're that you're referring to, Sean, is that I have to give you a lot of credit for your column where you try to give Michigan and Michigan state, you know, equal due for the fantastic season. They've had you, that was an assignment. That was an assignment, an assignment. Yeah. Uh, you, you were able to with have show great restraint and waited a whole four paragraphs before, before you started talking about basketball. So it was, it was impressive, Sean. I I thought it'd be in the second graph, maybe in the lead. Um, so four paragraphs, kudos to you, Sean.
1: Well, that was the close to the point of the column that I wrote uh, yesterday, uh, what was yesterday, Sunday for Monday for today, about the idea of what Michigan Michigan State football team their the football programs accomplished this fall, Carlos. I was sort of imagining what would that be? I mean we see what's happened just we've given a good we were given a good reminder of what what it feels like the week to week, that the joy, the unexpected teams going beyond their expectations. But the closest we've kind of come to that with this rivalry was in basketball in two thousand and fourteen when both had final four. Level teams, I think state lost in the regional <laughs> final, and uh, Michigan and Michigan lost. I don't know if it was the regional final, or the regional semis, but I remember the build up to that. and And our editor at the time and the, the folks in the newsroom are like, I, "I'm going to move out of state if these two teams meet each other in the final four because I won't be able to handle." And I was just thinking about that. You know, it would be even a hundredfold if it were football. As much as I love basketball, I'm going to have to admit that for Carlos, right? I mean, football is a bigger deal. So.
0: Well, I hate. I'm I mean, going and this leads into something I want to get into um, at some point soon, hopefully. But uh, you know, you kind of mentioned in your column, you know, and would the NCAA ever allow a Michigan-Michigan State meeting, a, a Big Ten meeting in the CFP? Uh, let alone maybe even March Madness. March Madness, they don't have as much control over. But the CFP. Let, let me. Can I just ask you, how is it? Is it? Um, is it a, by the NCAA and their pairings and everything for the college football playoff? Is it a fix or a total fix? What do you think? Which one of those is it for, well, for making think, sure I, Alabama and Georgia can meet in the championship? Well, I don't think they necessarily wanted that. I, I don't. I mean, oh, if you're going to say. come on. No, no,
1: no, no. I, I think. No, because no, the, that happened several a few years ago. That's happened a couple of times. And the ratings have not been good. If anything, I think it was a fix the other way that they did that they didn't want to meet in the semis because they just played and then the, the next game they play they would be against each other too and i remember that happened one year with the LSU and Alabama they were the best two teams and i don't i think they're in the same division so i don't know that they played in the SEC title game but they played and they ended up in the BCS championship game and the ratings were terrible now part of it was cuz those offenses were i mean it was, it was you know the air era of football has changed a little bit in the, the scoring but no man i don't i mean maybe there's a fix but it's it's about ratings and believe it or not people are burned out on alabama every year and sec every year i mean you know the the south is uh is the most important part of the country for college football but they're the relative amount of people in the south carlos compared to i mean just your state alone in california right yeah i mean who, who they're getting tired of watching the same team so to me they set it up so that you get two games with two fresh teams in michigan and cincinnati
0: and, and but should it have been michigan at the number one spot i mean what more could they have done
1: well alabama had the better strength of schedule they had the, the 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 best win just in beating georgia so those two things alone right and then if you and then you know there is a bit of an eye test that goes on and um and the committee admits that like who's playing the best football and alabama went in and uh and smoked the team that was giving up a touchdown a game so i it just was it was tough i mean you could maybe make an argument for michigan but you know, going by what they've normally done, you know, I, yeah, I think Alabama probably is the, the rightful number one.
0: Yeah, it, to to me, it's one of these things when the SEC becomes, you know, its own sort of uh, it, its own answer to its own question. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, this is the, the the logical fallacy of begging the question. People get it wrong all the time. They think it means, you know, so, uh, eliciting a question. Begging the question means you're you're answering a question with just the premise of the question and the strength of schedule, they beat Georgia. Well, then Georgia's better because it's in the SEC. So we're gonna play each other and just we're always just better. We're better than anybody else. So we better we play each other. We're better than than anybody else. So we deserve a higher ranking because we play each other. you know, I, I think Michigan kind of got, you know, jobbed a little bit here. Um, you know, and I don't like it. I just don't like that it I mean you're right. You're absolutely right. They want two basically they want two SEC games games, two two more audiences for the SEC, you know, in those semifinals, and golly gee willikers, what do you know? They're going to end up in the championship probably against each other again. So I, you know, I think it's unfortunate. And I, I don't have a rooting interest. As you know, you probably, I mean, I know you're wearing maize and blue right now. I think, I think your hoodie is it. Is maize. it? Am I
1: wearing green and white or am I wearing maize and blue? I mean, your underwear is
0: probably green and white. So to, to, um, to, to the three people that read my column, I'm,
1: you know, I, I'm one one week and one the next. You know, they're always mad. Oh, it's a. I'm part of a blue wall. No, no, no. You're part of the. You're part of the Spartans. You hate Michigan. I mean, yeah, it goes back and forth, dude. Dude, dude, dude. Dude, first of all, thanks for not addressing the emotion and something substantial and, and real and all that. Uh, and, uh, but that's okay. That, that's your style. Well, I
0: wasn't there. I, I didn't see it. You were there. You saw it. it so. You
1: saw it at Ford Field. We can talk about that in a second. But uh, oh, at Ford Field, yeah. You, 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 well, both. But you watched. But no, I, I really think for the 250 million people or the 300 million people that 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 live outside of the South in this country, and I'm just that's just a wild stab at numbers. I'm no. Uh, I'm no demographer. I don't even know if that's a word. Tad's uh, probably a cartographer, you know, and because he doesn't know where he's going and he needs a map all the time, and that's fine.
0: Well, you made a up a bit. truism in your column, so you can make up a a, num- a name for yourself. Wait, as which well.
1: truism? Uh, uh, today's column? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, oh, oh what oh, do you mean? Was the a... column out the game. The column out the game where, oh, the axiom about how <laughs> we yeah. don't know squat. We don't know squad, but it yeah, feels true, said, doesn't my it? My editor said, "Yeah, way to convince people to read you that you know what you're talking about." I'm like, I, I, he was joking. It's funny because I heard from some people about that who who enjoyed that because they knew exactly the tone I meant. I mean, we, well, we come in. We come you, into the, oh,
0: go ahead, go ahead, Carlos. you had a great point though. the whole point of it was was an Aiden Hutchinson saying six and six, and that was a Chan in the Michigan. you know, you probably picked him to go I don't know whatever four and seven or nine. something i I picked him to go nine wins, and I took nine. a lot of a lot of heat for that actually because yeah. Because of what they'd done a year ago, so I don't nobody know. I was... saw this coming. No, and that's a big one. want to. Get. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but I'm, I am concerned with, with pro, both programs actually that this is a little bit of an anomaly. You know, that are we gonna? Are we gonna? Especially for Michigan, are we gonna see this again? Are they gonna have Ojabo and Hutchinson and players like that next year? I mean, that's hard to replace. Well, for no. round picks.
1: It's completely difficult to replace. I mean, it's it's uh, that's let me let me rephrase that, Carlos. It's impossible to replace. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you're talking. I mean, they're not gonna. They could have Ojabo if he comes back, but he's gonna be a top 15 pick. He could Why be would he come a top back? pick. Yeah, those, right. He those could be who a top return 10.
0: will be champions. No, Ex- no, no,
1: no. He could come. I mean, he'd be a top 10 pick. Hutchinson's gonna be a top three four pick. And uh, even Alabama and Clemson, when they were rolling in Georgia right now, they don't have two defensive ends that are top 10 picks. And, and and that makes a huge difference. You're right. But it could change the recruiting a little bit with me. I mean, Harbaugh's recruited well, just not quite at that, that highest tier level. This could set that up, especially depending on what they do against Georgia. So, you know, he, Harbaugh called this a beginning after they beat uh, Ohio State. You know, and at this point, I don't know that I'm going to doubt him. State's a little trickier. Michigan State's a little trickier. You know, Tucker, they won with a lot of uh, to use your word pluck, <laughs> and behind a, a Heisman level running back, right? That they got in the transfer portal. How often are you going to go get Kenneth Walker, Carlos?
0: Yeah. Well, if you have enough, if you have a great running back, and the I don't know how much of the offensive line is going to return, um, possible. But it just seems it just seems these seasons came out of nowhere for both teams um, to a large extent. And and it's a great narrative. It's the whole thing of you know you 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 wrote about it a lot in your columns about Harbaugh and the you know the redemption and and you know this is the team he loves the most and we've believed and it's as simple as everybody just coming to work and every day and believing in this. Well, you know what I mean. That, that's that's a nice talking point but is there any team that doesn't believe you know any any good team in college football or sports you know everybody believes even when they you didn't lose. last
1: year no they didn't last year and you heard I remember Cade McNamara after they won their first the quarterback of Michigan after they won their first few games Carlos made the point uh maybe it was at Nebraska uh when they kind of came back and won in the fourth quarter it was at Nebraska and he said after the game we lose this game last year and somebody said why and he said because we weren't as connected and, um, but he's saying you know, that, that now in retrospect. No, no, no. We, we, I mean, that was reported out. We heard that before the season started, right? That last year they were dysfunctional. It's why Harbaugh made so much change. What you're asking is, it's sustainable? I mean, Carlos, come on, man. People change, teams change. That, that they don't all believe. You've been around sports long enough. I mean, I, you know, just in my little tiny, low, low, low level coaching myself in some years i'd have a team that uh had a lot of belief and some you know maybe they didn't get along as well and i was like well where's carlos can I, why can't he come fix this <laughs> Ask Dave Burkett, who coaches uh, girls basketball. No, he'll tell, uh, no. He'll,
0: he'll tell you from year to year. I hear, I hear everything uh, all about his basketball stuff every at every Lions game. No, well, as, as Tad knows, he won't tell, he won't talk about this. But as Tad knows, we had a lot of belief on our softball team this summer, and I think we won one game. But we believed, you know, dang it. No, uh, you
1: didn't believe at all. You just enjoyed believed. each
0: other's company and drank beer. <laughs> you know what we believed in? Jim Schaefer brought, brought vegan brats. And actually, they were pretty good. We believed okay, in that.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Journalists don't take anything outside of journalism seriously. You know how this goes. It's all about food. Well, it's or
0: yeah, softball or or uh or whatever. I don't know. Well, that reminds you know me. what? But let me say this about Michigan, and I, and I, I want to give them a lot of credit for this. Is after they lost to the Michigan State, the thing they kept saying is everything. All of our goals are still in front of us. We still, and that is where the belief really does come in, because they believe that. This is not the end of the road here. It's a it's a tough loss, tough beat, but we can still control our destiny. We can still do something about it. And they did, you know, so and, and they seemed to just get better actually after that. So a lot of credit to Michigan for rallying, you know, behind that. And I think you mentioned it in one of your columns, like I think Michigan State would li- gladly trade that Michigan game, you know, lose that game if they could be where Michigan is now in the CFP, obviously, or even in the Big Ten title game.
1: Absolutely, and I I wrote that um in my column last Plucky. night. I mean, it, it, it was well, no, it was just this idea we've always talked about. Well, if Michigan State could uh, lose every game, but Mich- beat Michigan for that that one game and go one and eleven or whatever, they'd be happy. Well, no, no, they wouldn't. I mean, it's a nice thing to say, and and we understand it, that gets said because of the intensity of the rivalry but when it gets right down to it of course not michigan's not going to swap places and say oh well you know we went uh, 11 and uh, uh, 11 and 2 or 11 and 1 excuse me 11 and 2 or 10 and 2 and or see i can't even think here Carl. stop they, they, stop they, using they, numbers that's not your strong suit that they beat michigan state but they're not going to be in the in the big 10 title game right. i mean they got to they're not going to change that right there's no way right i i don't i don't know i i just uh is it sustainable i mean i have no idea for michigan state michigan maybe you know maybe they've they've got that they've they've done it before i mean michigan has too mark d'antonio had a three or four year run that was that nobody saw coming right they went rose bowl cotton bowl college football playoff and um won uh won the big 10 title twice now you could say yeah michigan was struggling and ohio state was in a little bit of flux early in urban myers tenure but um you know if, if if they can do it under D'Antonio, then they can they can do it again. It would be awesome to uh to see, you know, every every year or two, maybe every couple of two, three years, to get something like we just
0: witnessed, right? Yeah, and I and I think the one thing with Michigan that, that could be the the difference maker is mike mcdonald right their defensive coordinator it's his first year obviously I, I and maybe maybe he's the genius hire maybe he's the guy who changes everything and maybe if if he continues to be that good i mean they could keep him for another year or two before he jumps to the nfl or something or gets a head coaching job in college but but if he is the guy if he's the one i mean you saw it was just a thorough sound beatdown, you know of uh of that iowa team i mean that's that was impressive. offensively yeah offensively they're not very
1: good but uh Look, uh, I love these special podcasts, and we're going to keep this brief. But before we go here, Carlos, just your your quick thoughts on uh, the Lions finally winning a game and the reaction, not just from the team, but just from Lions fans. Because I, I was listening today. People are like, oh, you should be embarrassed. You, you shouldn't react like that. It's just one game. This is, this is outrageous. That's fine if you're Kansas and you've won uh, – you know, no games in four years, and you upset Texas and you (laughs) storm the field. But uh, you know what? I don't know, Carlos. If you're a competitor, you're a competitor. What's the difference between a 19, 21-year-old and a
0: 25, 26-year-old? Four or five years, I don't know. Um, you know, so so the, the to me the I've said this, and we you know you, you don't watch uh, you don't read our stuff or watch our videos that Dave Birkett and I do. But no, uh, I read I read you today. It was fun. Okay, thank you. Um, and th- that's the thing that we, we talked about yesterday. I said that, you know this doesn't matter. The record doesn't really matter because what was in, what was most important about that game was that it was a, like a lot of other games is that they just they were competitive. They stayed in the game. They kept it close. They actually played a great first half. Jared Goff was great. Um, The optics of it, winning it on a last-second throw—you know, a a game-winning drive—that was really cool. Very emotional, cathartic. I think I think Goff called it cathartic. Um, uh, You know, so that was great. But the fact is, they've just been there several times. Most of the season, they've been there. They should have already won two, maybe three games at this point. Um, that they just happen to lose on on tough breaks at the end, so I think that's what's 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 really nice is that it, it probably gets the monkey off their back a little bit, and you don't have to worry about oh for whatever uh, record. But it's the same team; they've been doing the same thing, grinding it out. They're 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 low on talent, uh, low on bodies with the uh, injury count right now. Um, so this doesn't change much, you know. I mean, it just it just kind of confirms that they've been working hard, staying together, listening to the coaches uh and that's i think that's what's more encouraging than now we have our first one who cares you know you should you're, you're aiming for the number one pick so don't don't win any more lines by the way that you're good now just just we're good let's let's stop keep it close play well you don't need to win any more games
1: well that's a good point and obviously uh, you know you want that draft pick especially fans love that draft pick but uh yeah i'm with i'm with you carlos it was important to get the win though and and i understood the celebration you could see how much it meant to him because it you know they're not business people. They're right. They're, 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 they're competitors too. I mean they are. They're doing it for a living. They're professionals. But but uh, there's something else a little bit there. That's why we watch. You know that, that's oh, why yeah. we that's why we look to look to these games on Sunday. I mean there are lots of reasons. But uh, but to see that reaction of the team, the crowd, the video afterwards in the locker room of how how thrilled those guys were. I mean you know you can kind of understand it. it. It sucks to keep losing over and over and over. So to see that happen. Uh, I think was, uh, you know, was kind of fun. And, you know, maybe next week it's back to reality. We'll see. But uh, in any case, listen, Carlos, thanks for making time today. Um, I know in your, your busy, busy schedule. And uh, I, by the way, that was a really good column on, on Jared Goff today. You had fun with it. I, I only counted six or seven eyes. So I think that's an improvement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> no, kept no. It, I kept
1: it under 10 just for you, Sean. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. In all seriousness, it's a fun read. So check out Carlos's work. His, column on the, his columns on the Lions and uh, all sorts of other good stuff, but uh, you can find that at Freep.com. If you want to join the two or three people that read me, you can also find that at Freep.com. We want to thank you for jumping in and listening here on this uh, special, special version of the Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. And just remember, Carl's is first for a reason. Thanks for uh, giving us some time, and we will talk to you soon.